Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And it's been a while, and we have a big tournament coming up to mark the return to regular podcasting, the Asia Cup. Now, India's squad for the Asia Cup looks very interesting this time because of two main reasons: changes in the batting and changes in the bowling. The changes in the bowling are definitely forced changes, with both Jasprit Bumrah and Harshal Patel being ruled out of the Asia Cup. Now we don't know the extent of their injuries. Harshal Patel might be able to make a comeback before the T20 World Cup, but he won't have bowling in his feet behind him, and there's still a very unclear amount of information about Bumrah's back injury. So that changes the structure of India's bowling lineup, with the coming back Bhuvneshwar Kumar now the leader of the attack. But what does it say about the batting? Shreyas Iyer and Sanju Samson have both been left out of the squad. Iyer, in fact, retains his place as a reserve player, like he was for the T20 World Cup last year. And KL Rahul returns as vice captain, as does Virat Kohli. So let's just look at the squad once. Rohit Sharma is captain. KL Rahul is vice captain. Virat Kohli, Surya Kumar Yadav, Deepak Hooda, Rishabh Pant as the wicketkeeper, Dinesh Karthik as another wicketkeeper, Hardik Pandya, Ravindra Jadeja, Ravi Chandran Ashwin, Yuzi Chahal, Ravi Bishnoi, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Ashdeep Singh, and Avesh Khan. I think the addition of Avesh Khan has been forced due to injury, as has Deepak Chahal coming in as one of the backup players. But I think in a fully in a full strength side, both Bumrah and Harshal Patel would have found their place in this side. So, is this still a squad that can win the Asia Cup? I think in all of these tournaments, India have to start favourites. The last time India won the Asia Cup was in 2018, and they are the most successful side in the history of the tournament. They'll be playing Pakistan, Afghanistan, teams like Sri Lanka and Bangladesh, and these sides are incredibly competitive and have improved over the years. But I still think India start favourites have a very good chance of winning, and that's because of a couple of reasons. And they're all in the middle order. First is the form of Surya Kumar Yadav. Sky is at the moment, in my opinion, the best T20 batsman in the world, irrespective of what the ICC rankings say. He's elegant like a KL Rahul. He's decisive like a Rohit Sharma, and he can play shots like A.B. De Villiers. He is the most versatile T20 batsman in the world at the moment, and he dominates and bosses the middle overs with a strike rate of about 175 and a ridiculous average in the 30s. That's a 200-plus Basra, which is absolutely incredible for any player. Then there's the form of Hardik Pandya. Ever since IPL 2022, Hardik Pandya has made a dramatic comeback into the Indian side, as would be expected, honestly, by a player of his caliber, winning the cup as captain of the Gujarat Titans. The way he played against England, both in the T20s and the ODIs, and recently against the West Indies, Pandya is currently in the form of his life. Surya Kumar Yadav at four and Hardik Pandya at five are India's biggest strengths going into this World Cup. What's another strength that India have? I think the form of Bhuvneshwar Kumar and him being able to swing the new ball up front are a huge positive for India, especially in the absence of a Bumrah and a Harshal. And Ashdeep Singh has shown great promise. I think Bhuvneshwar and Ashdeep will definitely start, and the selection of Chahal and Jadeja adds a lot of depth to that bowling lineup. Chahal, I think, is India's best bowler at the moment, especially in the absence of Bumrah. Another positive for India going into the tournament is the free-flowing style of cricket Rohit Sharma and Rahul Dravid have started playing with this new side. It's not a boom-boom-boom approach like England had a few years ago that they started after the 2015 World Cup. It's more about having players play anywhere they can in T20 cricket, especially, and playing freely and playing their natural game. 
that natural game is helping India post 190 and bowl oppositions out for the 120 on a regular basis, which is incredible going into this type of tournament. But it also means there are days where India can be bowled out for the 130, and that is a genuine risk going into this tournament. That's why the addition of players like KL Rahul and Virat Kohli, despite recent form, is incredibly important. India will hope going into the Asia Cup and the T20 World Cup with the numbers he's had in these tournaments before and the kind of form he's had in the same conditions that these tournaments are happening that Virat Kohli will be back even if he's not at his best if you can have a 75% Kohli that's still somebody you can single-handedly win you matches and if KL Rahul comes back from injury and starts playing freely it's all good signs for India interesting about KL Rahul though If he plays 3D, he strikes at 140, 150. But even when he's at his best, he sometimes makes these 47, 48 balls, 62, 60 sea runs, which aren't good for the side that's trying to get 200 on a regular basis. Therefore, India have a couple of problems when it comes to selecting their first 11. The first, who opens with Rohit Sharma? Does KL Rahul open, or like he did in the T20s against the West Indies, does Surya Kumar Yadav open? If KL Rahul opens and Virat Kohli comes in at three and Sky comes in at four. Hardik Pandya at five. You can only play one of Rishabh Pant and Dinesh Karthik. And though Rishabh Pant is the future, Dinesh Karthik is currently in better form. They're both able wicket keepers, and Karthik has shown more promise in the recent times, especially with his finishing abilities. So, if you do play KL Rahul, does Rishabh Pant play in the side, or do you play Pant instead of Karthik? The other option, of course, is to add a Deepak Hooda into the side. Therefore, you can play both Pant and Karthik. If Hooda bats in the top order, what does that do to the positions of Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli? Do you all of a sudden make Surya Kumar Yadav open? Either way, the top order is a problem. Not because the players aren't doing well, but because they're all so capable. There's six batting slots and eight players who could play in them, depending on the combination that the side wants to have. It's a problem of plenty that India will have to solve, and. It doesn't matter which side honesty goes out to play. India still will be very, very strong. Moving down to number seven, Zavinder Jadeja picks himself at number eight. Bhuvaneshwar Kumar returns to that number eight slot. It's a place where he's done well in the past, but he's still coming back. And if Bhuvi's batting form is not at its best, then you'll have the same problem where the batting really falls off a cliff after number seven, which may cause the top order to play more conservatively, which is a problem India's faced in the past. So the absence of a Harshal Patel or a Deepak Chahar in the main 15-man squad is something that this side will have to look at. Following that, Yuzi Chahal, Arshdeep Singh, Avesh Khan. Fill in the gaps. There's plenty of fast bowling options in case there's an injury to any of the players. Shreya Sayer, in terms of batting, is a very good option. Deepak Chahar for bowling and Aksal Patel is a like-for-like replacement for any of the all-rounders that India have. Overall, it's a very well-structured squad. I think the bowlers pick themselves and the all-rounders pick themselves. There's just the question of who keeps wickets and who bats in the top order that this side will have to solve. I still do think that India start favourites.